ESPN.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. It's Thursday, July 19th. Welcome into The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. I'm here for the next hour, ready to talk to you. We'll take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. We're going to hear a little bit later on, we've got Doc Holliday. We'll hear his remarks from earlier today at the Conference USA Media Days, the kickoff for the league. Also, we'll hear from Tyree Brady. Uh, We've got Chase Hancock's reaction as well. Uh, If we've got time, now I might play it in its entirety. Uh, Lane Kiffin will get his thoughts because it seemed that Lane Kiffin was the center of attention as far as the national media. I was trying to do um, sort of a uh, scouting, seeing what some of the other uh, media outlets, the ones that were able to attend or the ones that were following along, had to say. And uh, a lot of people are focusing on, of course, Florida Atlantic. They're the defending champion. And Lane Kiffin brings sort of a cult of personality with him. But that's good, though. That's some good news, at least. People are focusing somewhat on Conference USA, and that's in part because of Lane Kiffin, Florida Atlantic. Now, if you're everybody else, you might go, um, we're kind of tired of hearing about this Lane Kiffin guy. But I've got to argue that the Lane train, even though we're coming to you from the Marshall side of things here, the Marshall perspective, I think the Lane train is doing good work for Conference USA. Now, ultimately, the Lane train is doing good work for the Lane train. But he's got a caboose. He's got a couple of uh, food cars. He's got a couple of attachments to the train. Pulling Conference USA along with him. So we'll hear hopefully a little bit of that later on as well. But um, I definitely want to get to Doc Holliday in a few minutes and uh, we'll get to uh, Tyree Brady. We'll hear from Chase Hancock. And uh, the reason why I want to hear from um, Brady is because Tyree was named to the watch list of the Bolitnikoff Award today. Now, if you're not that familiar with the Bolitnikoff, let me refresh you on it. That's the award that recognizes the nation's most outstanding receiver in college football. Now, the Tallahassee Quarterback Club Foundation is the organization that gives that yearly. Here's a guy. Let me let me just preface this. First-year receiver. He led the team in receptions at 62. Receiving yards at 942, second in receiving touchdowns at eight. Um, something that's a more of an internal honor, but still sort of indicative of what kind of leader he is on the Marshall football team. He was twice named a game captain for the Kent State and Old Dominion game. And he earned first team conference USA all conference honors. He shared the team offensive MVP honor with quarterback Chase Litton. He was also named, more importantly, I think, to the New Mexico Bowl Offensive MVP. So there's a lot of expectations on him that he can do that and more. And so he's now on the Bolitnikoff. If he has a great season, he'll stay on that Bolitnikoff for a while. I don't know if he can stay the entire season, but I don't think there's a reason why he couldn't. He's a guy that's going to get a lot of attention. And if he's making highlights and he's doing things right, people are going to be talking about him. You might get that 
outstanding sports center highlight you crave so much sometimes. I don't know how much value that has in today's sports world, the sports center highlight, but if you can get that, and a lot of these games are going to be on one of the ESPN digital platforms, not all of them, but there will be some games that are beyond the digital platforms. And if he's making highlights and people are talking about him, he's going to stay on that Bolitnikoff a little longer than usual for a lot of Conference USA players. He's going to get some attention. I'm not saying this is the second coming Randy Moss, but here's a guy that could really generate some attention for Marshall University. And if he has outstanding play, and if you know people are focusing on him, that's the thing. If you've got a guy out there like Tyree Brady that – He's going to be a weapon for you, a real serious weapon. And teams have got to adjust for that. If you don't play him honest, if you play him honest, you're probably going to get burned a little bit. If you don't play him honest, maybe you put a couple guys on him, that's an opportunity for someone else to step up. So many ways we could go at this. But back to Tyree, he's on the Bolitnikoff now, and he's got a option here. I mean, if... He can stay on the list for a while, maybe make it to the point where we're seriously talking about him as a, a solid contender. And you got this all year long. You got this from now until December 6th because that's when the award will be presented. And if you can stay in the con- all the way up to December 6th, you're really doing something for yourself. That will help you. That will help the t- football team. And that means Marshall's doing some good stuff there. So that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, I like these uh, preseason awards when they start rolling in. It means people are thinking about you. And Brady was at the Conference USA Media Days today. We're going to hear from him here a little bit, get uh, some of his reaction. Uh, also, we'll hear from Doc Holliday. I uh, had a chance to listen to a little bit of it earlier, so we're going to break some of that down for you and uh, get his thoughts on that. Uh, Chase Hancock was uh, on hand as well. And we'll try to hear a little bit from uh, some of the members of Conference USA, try to see if we can get some of Lane Kiffin's uh, interview in as well. And, of course, I want your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Media days mean one thing, man. We can start talking about football in earnest. That means football season is here. And that means, uh, you know, baseball's still here. We still got baseball to talk about. That returns. Tomorrow for the Pirates and the Reds. We'll try to get to that game because we got Little League Baseball action coming up tomorrow. But with that said, uh, we can start getting into football full gear, and we're going we're gonna to do that next. So when we come back, I've got some of Doc Holliday's remarks earlier today. Of course, uh, a lot of this was broadcast on the ESPN digital platform. If you didn't get a chance to watch it, I've got the comments, and we're going to hear from Doc Holliday. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Tyree Brady, hear a little bit from Chase Hancock, get your phone calls in, and you never know what else is going to happen. But it is your Thursday edition of The Drive. No Friday show, so this is it for the rest of the week. Take advantage of it now, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. we got more on the way. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Listening to the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I've got some Doc Holiday reaction from um, today's uh, media rouser, Conference USA. We'll get to that here in a couple of minutes. Uh, I know some of you have been buzzing a little bit on social media between last night and today. There have been a couple of tweets. Randy Moss is involved. 
and he tweeted that something's coming. Something's coming. He's directing it towards Huntington. And there was a more detailed tweet that came out from Mark Gale. Mark Gale tweeted this out earlier. He said that, and you like how uh, Twitter has become the new um, medium for press conferences? It is. It's the new. It's the new press conference medium. He said in this tweet, "What a phenomenal meeting! I was blessed to be part of this afternoon with Randy Moss, the Herd AD, Chuck McGill, uh, Moss right hand man." Going through all the Twitter handles here, uh, Randy's love for young people, um, tweeting at Huntington, Marshall, Herd football, said that his uh, love for all of these became quite evident during the meeting. Big plan, summer nineteen. And then, of course, he's jumping on the hashtag of my Huntington as well. So, there's some happening. Something's happening. Don't know what. We haven't been clued in yet. We haven't been given the uh, the hint other than what's been dropped on Twitter. So, that's what you know. I know it now. You know it now. Uh, something's going on. Speculate. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. What's the big announcement? I want to hear your speculation. What's it going to be? Is Randy going to come and coach the herd? Is he going to be an assistant coach? Is that what's going to be it? Is he going to come run some camp? Is he going to donate some money? Is his number going to be retired? We're going to retire that up on the ring, the press box. You know, He's a Hall of Famer now. So we're going to do that. What's happening? I want to get your best guess here. And if you think you can um, come up with something, I want to hear it. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. While you're coming up with that speculation, also, if you would like to use the world's preferred method of communication, Twitter, the press conference format, you can also send me a tweet at Paul Swan. So earlier today, Conference USA, day two of their media days, West Conference was yesterday. East is today. A lot of people nationally focusing on the lane train. I'm focusing on the holiday. Doc Holiday. And he's done a couple of these now. Ron Thulin was the um, was the interviewer for the TV feed, the stream feed. And Ron went back to 2016 when Ron talked to him then. And Doc was just happy to get to 2017 because, well, 2016 was just not a good year. So he brought that up as far as how things were, how his uh, feelings were. And Doc pretty much said that 2016 was unacceptable. And uh, here's how Doc Holliday handled that. That's a fair statement. You know, 2016, of course, was unacceptable. We understood that. Uh, we didn't live up to expectations of our – our fan base and our program, and we were anxious to, to get back in 217 and, and get back at it. That's understandable. Yeah, you want to get 2016 out of the way. I'm lucky. If I have a bad day, I can get to the next day as far as my profession, and I can do it again. So if I have a bad day, I can look forward to tomorrow, or I can at least look forward to the first day of the week to get back. With football, You've got to wait several months. You have a bad season. It's pretty much you're sitting and waiting to get out there and show that you've got that fixed. Basketball is a little different. You know, If Dan D'Antoni has a bad game, the kids have a bad game, they've got a couple of days, and then they can go right back out there. And that's the thing. 
I've got an opportunity to come out here five times a week and do it right. And if I don't think I did it right, i got another opportunity the next day to do it better. Basketball, they've got an opportunity. Football, you just got to sit and wait. You're like, this is – I want us to go out there. Can we play in the snow? Let's go. I want to play. So Thulin asked him in that interview, so this was basically where the tone was set. Was you know, Where was it set? Where did you think in 2016 that you were ready to go for 2017? And here's how Doc handled that one. No, there's no question. I mean, our players take great pride in, in the program and, and what those expectations are. They embrace those expectations, but they also understand along with those expectations comes responsibility to field a really good football team, and uh, that's what we're expected to do. So expectations get it turned around. Now, Doc might have a, a pretty good team this year, and a lot of that is because Doc had a pretty good team last year compared to, definitely to 2016. And so there's a lot of expectation that Marshall's going to be a contender in Conference USA in the East Division, one of the teams that gave Florida Atlantic a really good game. And so Doc was asked, when was the part of the season you thought, going back to last year, what part of that season did you think that you were really going to have a good team? Here's what Doc had to say. Well, I felt early on, you know, I, I felt from the time we got out of, uh, you know, clear back into January, because you win football games mm-hmm. the way you prepare in January and February in the off season, the winter, spring, and, and now what's happening in the summer. So I felt good all along, uh, you know, going into the season. I felt like our kids uh, worked extremely hard. We got a tough bunch that uh, we take great pride in our program. There's nowhere to hide. And we had a bunch of guys that love football and are tough kids. And if you had got that, you got a chance. So I felt good going in. I got off to a great start. I didn't finish uh, quite the way we Wanted to, but uh, that being said, the win over Colorado State in that bowl game right. gave us a lot of momentum going into the offseason. And that's the bowl situation there. I think there are too many bowls, but coaches love them. You know why coaches love bowls? Because you could have a okay season. You get that bowl win, you're feeling real good all of a sudden. You won your last game. For a lot of teams to go into that bowl game, you win it, you've won your last game, and then you can say you're a bowl champion and you come out on a positive note. That's why coaches love these things. There are too many of them, but coaches love these things. You cannot tell a coach that there are too many bowl games. So Marshall might have had a good season, but it gets uh, turned into a little better season because of the bowl win. It's not It's not necessarily how you finish the regular season. It's, for a lot of schools, it's the bowl. So how do you get back to a bowl? Well, you're going to have to have a good team again. And... Early on, you looked at this roster before a, a couple of um, changes happened, and you saw that you had Chase Litton there. Like, okay, Chase is going to come back. No, that's not the case now. Chase leaving, declaring for the NFL draft, doesn't get drafted, uh, gets picked up, though, after the draft, and so he's trying to work his way onto a roster right now. And he was asked, Doc was asked, if he was surprised, just flat out asked if we were surprised that yeah you had to replace Chase Litton, and uh, here's Doc's response to that. I was surprised. I am happy for him. I mean, he's he's living his dream. Uh, we all we wish him the best. Uh, from what I hear, he's doing a tremendous job with the Kansas City Chiefs. So we wish him well. But uh, we're excited about the quarterbacks we have on campus. Uh, I thought Isaiah and Garrett both did a nice job in the spring. We added Alex Thompson, uh, who got to us in May. Uh, so we're anxious to get going here in a couple of weeks and see how that shakes out. Now, 
if you ask that question to Doc Holliday, what answer do you think you're going to get? Do you think Doc's is going to come out and trash that kid? No. Do you think Doc's is going to come out and point out how wrong that kid was? No. Doc's going to acknowledge it. Yeah, I was surprised. Kid's living his dream. Doing well from what I understand. I'm happy for him. Hey, let's talk about what I got here now. That's the only answer you're going to get from Doc Holliday about any kid whatsoever. I don't know why you asked that question, but you have to because Chase is gone. Obviously, he's not in the room. He should have been in the room, but he's not there now. But you're not going to get Doc just throwing one of his kids under, even if it's not his kid anymore. I'm sure some of you were expecting Doc to go, yeah, you know what? I thought that was just dumb on his part. I thought that this kid should have stayed. He would have had a much better uh, chance at getting into the NFL. Could have won some things here at Marshall. Could have went in, maybe had a better shot. But no, he left. So, okay, forget that guy. I'm sure a lot of people were hoping to hear that answer. Not the case. So, Doc gets past that question. We move on. Defense was uh, the next question, and uh, it was asked of Doc, uh, is defense a point of emphasis? And Doc replies. Yeah, oh, no question. I mean, you, you know, you got to, you know, got to, you know, you want to be, of course, you want to be in the plus margin on those turnovers deal, but in order to win championships, you got to play great defense. Uh, for the last five years, we've had a, a bowl-eligible team and won those bowl games. We were number, most of the three of those four, I think, number one in the conference total defense uh, last year. I think we were one or two. So it's going to start with playing great defense, and uh, we, we know at Marshall that's where it starts. And we've got good players there, and they're going to have to produce this year. So same thing you probably usually hear from Doc. Yeah, defense is key. Offense, things are going to um, change up a little bit because you got Tim Cramsey coming in. And Cramsey's going to be a new factor for Marshall offense. You're not sure what he's going to bring in. So the question was asked of, of Doc, you got Tim Cramsey coming in. He's going to run the offense. So, what does he bring? Well, I like number one. I like his confidence. Uh, you know, I like the way he handles the kids. Uh, he's a tremendous coach. He's been very successful wherever he's been. Always stops and uh, came very highly recommended. Uh, I knew a lot of people that did our. I, mean, I did my research on Tim. I knew a lot of people that knew him personally. Uh, he's been a great addition to our staff. I know our players love what he's, what he's all about, and uh, uh, he likes being at Marshall. He likes our players, and I know our players are excited about him. So you don't know what kind of offensive uh, scheme he's going to run. I think that was maybe what the question was aiming at. Hey, what are you getting here? And you're getting a good guy is basically what you got out of that. Again, Doc's not going to give up anything. He's not going to tell you, you know what, I think we're going to run some shotgun. I think we're going to have five wide receivers, no running backs. We're just going to go out there. We're going to run and gun it maybe sometimes. We're going to sling it. I'm going to throw some wildcat out there. You know what? whole bunch of quarterback keepers. No, you're not getting that from Doc Holliday. He's not telling you a single thing. He's not even going to tell you the color of the socks that they're going to wear. Uh, Equipment uh, will tell you. Marshall Equipment on Twitter, they'll tell you the color of the socks. Other than that, you're not getting any other information. But nice try. Now, one position that's going to be key for the Thundering Herd is going to be the linebacker position, and uh, that was a question that was asked of Doc. Is that going to be really a deep position? 
of course, our linebackers led by Chase, and and uh, you know all those guys are back, so they they're a year older. They need to be a year better. When I hired Chuck Heater, I knew I would lose right. Chuck at some point. Who went on to be the coordinator at Maryland, and uh, I hired Adam that year. That same year, he was the defensive coordinator at Chattanooga. So, the transition with Adam being there over this last five years has been really smooth on defense. And Adam Byron three from James Madison mm -hmm. has been a good fit. So uh, I like where we are defensively, and I think Chase will tell you that uh, they're they're well coached and uh, they'll be ready to go. Yeah, and we'll hear from Chase here uh, a little bit later on. But uh, another question Doc was asked was the secondary position. Um, we've been asking that as, as well. That's been a position that has been a concern. So um, that was the question asked to Doc, is depth at secondary a concern? No, I think we're probably deeper there than we've been in the past. We've got some young kids, uh, but the, like the secondary, the corner position, especially the nickel position, uh, there's a position there for a young player to be able to come in and play. So athletically, I think we got the right players there in place. But again, potential gets you beat. Production right. wins games. So, you know, all this potential we supposedly have, we got to make sure that we get production out of all of them. If we do that, we got a chance. Little detail questions coming up now. Um, one of them was just a direct question to Doc on who's going to be your explosive edge runner. And uh, here's what Doc had to say about that. Well, we're excited. Uh, you know, we got uh, Ty Tyler, of course, is back, who's made some plays for us in the past. Uh, Juwan Young is now a, it was a linebacker, was a, linebacker. a year ago who played well at linebacker. Is going to move to defensive end to give us more athleticism. And we're we're excited about Kobe Cumberland, Ender, and uh, and and Hodge, who uh, we think are two good young players that uh, are going to you know, going to be pretty good players. Another question asked of Doc was about Ryan B. Just uh, trying to get a feel for where he's going to play. And uh, he was asked, Doc was asked, is B going to be playing inside? And uh, for those of you who watch Marshall football, you already know the answer. But uh, here's what Doc had to say. Ryan B will play inside. So is that going to be a tough transition for him? No, he played inside a year ago. So, oh, he did? Yeah, he played inside a year ago. So uh, he gives us a lot more athleticism inside with him and Hames inside. And then uh, now B is a guy that could go outside and play at times, but we like him inside because of the athleticism. He's 6'7", and, and what, he, what he gives us inside. Ryan B, one of the most underrated by Conference USA players uh, in the league. Uh, I look for some serious, serious uh, exploits by Ryan B. Now, Scheduling. Question was asked uh, the doc. Well, more of a statement than anything, and, and here's Doc's reply to this was, you don't shy away from playing the bigger schools. And uh, here, here's Doc just reiterating what the philosophy here is at Marshall. Well, we don't. I mean, our kids like they like playing those games, and uh, you know we've had Purdue at our place a couple mm -hmm. of years ago. Beat Purdue there a couple of years ago, and. Uh, you know, got uh, NC State coming to our place this year. I think Mike Hamrick and our, has done a tremendous job of getting home and homes. You know, we don't play a lot of money games. You know, we play games where we get them to come home and home. We've had we've got Pitt coming there in the future. Right. We've got NC State there this year. Purdue was a couple of years ago. So Navy's coming in. Boise's coming in. So, you know, our, our fan base likes teams like that coming to Huntington, and our players get excited about playing them. We all know that. You follow Marshall football, you know that. Again, these things are more for – a broader audience, a college football audience, maybe that has some interest in Marshall kind of peeking in. All right, I like following Conference USA a little bit, or I just like college football. What's Marshall all about? And this was one of those where, again, if you're a fan of Conference USA, you more than likely were going to find it yourself. You're going to go on the digital platform. Not necessarily was this going to be a situation where just the general college football fan was going to seek this out. But, again, that's where Marshall's at right now, the digital platform more than just being on 
the over-the-air or the cable pa- package. Just a different situation for Marshall. Now, we're going to take our first break um, of this uh, second and a half hour, and we're going to come back. We'll hear a little bit from Tyree Brady. We'll hear a little bit from Chase Hancock. I uh, want to get your phone calls in as well, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Uh, specifically, I want to hear from you, uh, what theory do you have for Moss coming and big things happening in 2019? What's the big thing happening for the summer of 2019 with Randy Moss? You tell me when we continue. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're continuing our look at today's media days, specifically Marshall's portion of it. Welcome back. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Chase Hancock is still to come, but we got Tyree Brady, a couple of comments from him. And if you weren't with us earlier, uh, the Herd Senior Wide Receiver, Named to the watch list of the Bolitnikoff Award this morning. That's the award that recognizes the nation's most outstanding receiver in college football. So he's on the list now. So people are going to be paying a little bit more attention to Marshall. And if he can make people pay more attention to Marshall, he's going to stay on the list a little bit more. So he's got the attention now. People are aware of him. There are people who know he's a guy to watch out for. That could mean good things for him. That could definitely mean good things for Marshall. And, of course, Marshall's going to be that team that hopefully contends for the East Division title. They were voted along with Florida Atlantic as uh, one of the top two teams. FAU, of course, the number one team. Marshall did get a few first-place votes, and they fall in the second position. So earlier this afternoon, um, Tyree was uh, asked what his response was for being up for the Bolitnikoff. Um, I mean, it's a blessing, you know, just to see all your hard work starting to get recognized and things like that. So I'm excited about that. But you still got work to do. It's just the preseason. I'm looking forward to going to work. That's right. It's just the preseason. These things are great. At the end of the day, that doesn't matter if you don't do it in the regular season. So he's got the right attitude, of course, and I didn't expect anything less from him. Now, real good question I thought was asked. What's it going to be like, or what's it like adjusting to a new quarterback? And that's really important for a wide receiver. You got a new quarterback, maybe you weren't expecting to have to deal with a new quarterback. You thought you're going to have your guy there. You, you come up with Chase Litton's not there. So you've got a new quarterback, you've got to adjust to that. And here's what his thoughts were on that adjustment. Yes, sir. And that's why you work on them. That's why you work on them things. And we've been doing that with um, all the quarterbacks and looking forward to count. Get things rolling. Simple answer. You know, you just work on that. I mean, he's taking it in stride. Just go out, you practice, you play, you work on it. No big thing. Now, he was asked about his his performance, and more specifically, he was asked, what does he need to work on, or what did he think he needed to work on from the end of the season to this point? And here's what uh, Brady had to say to that question. Um, I felt my routes. I'm going to get better with my routes, you know. So I really dialed in on that this offseason. Just take care of my body like a pro. So that's his uh, response to that. And we move on to uh, Chase Hancock 
And Mr. Hancock was um, was asked specifically about being so close right there. Last year, they had so much potential, and they had some some spots where they could have won some games that didn't lose by much, so they could have been in a lot better position. So there's a lot of expectations there. And he was asked the question on if he realized how close they were last season. What was that like? So here is his reply. Uh, I mean, it means a lot to us. You know, like Coach Doc said, we got some guys coming back, and that's that's a big, that's that's huge. Um, knowing that, you know, you have veteran guys that are able to to just keep the ball rolling, and um, so we, like Tyree said, you know, we want to get the thing, get this ball rolling, and. Um, we're just really excited. Now, I don't know how to phrase this one, but some of the conversation earlier, I kind of edited all of that out, uh, not Hancock's part, but just the questioning was leading to the point that in watching the film on Hancock, it's like he's blanking the field. And so Hancock was asked, is that in your DNA? Here's uh, his reply to that one. Yeah, I just there's something about me. I just... I just want to win, and you know, so whatever whatever I have to do to help help the team win, you know, I'm, I'm willing to do it. You know, diving, diving for for whatever, you know, making a tackle, getting off blocks, it, it, it doesn't matter. And finally, one question was asked about if there was anything different in the defense. Here's Hancock's reply to that. No, I mean it's. it's like you said, it, the transition was smooth. Um, Coach Byron stepped right in, and um, his mindset is the same as Coach Fuller's. Um, you know, just go to work and continue to get better, and his expectations are very high. Now, well, there were a couple of things that I, I edited out just because they were kind of extraneous, uh, not really questions, more just uh, chatty stuff. But Doc was pretty tight-lipped when it came to what kind of offense really is going to be. What are they going to do? What kind of things are they run on the offense? Uh, what do they expect that offense is going to be like? So Doc was very reserved in that regard just because I don't think he wants to, to give up too much. And I don't think that's going to be his style any year, but he knows he's got maybe a little bit of an advantage because there's some unknowns coming in. There's not film right now. There's really not a, a scouting report on what your quarterbacks are going to look like and the way they're going to interact with your, your team. Now, once you get a couple of games in, there's going to be film. But right now, you can keep a lot of that to yourself a little closer to the vest. And still, you don't see everything usually the first few games. You know that. Coaches don't necessarily bring out the entire playbook for that first game. They're still filling out their team as well. So, I know those were kind of questions that were asked a little bit. I know you would like to know, hey, what, what kind of offense are going to run? What are they going to do? throw the ball more? Going to run the ball more? I think the answer is going to be they're going to throw some more. I really anticipate the ball getting in the air a little bit more. But all in all, Doc Holliday, nothing out of the ordinary there. I didn't expect anything uh, too off script. Uh, he didn't really give me anything that was off script, basic stuff there. But you got to be excited again. You know, you've got Media Day. You've also you've got Brady being named to the watch list for the Blitnikoff. Good day all in all for Marshall University. But today was Lane Kiffin's day. 
it was the lane train and uh, everything going on with him. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the lane train when we continue. We'll get your phone calls in as well. Uh, I'm still kind of curious. Uh, what do you think Randy Moss is talking about on Twitter? That's what I'm looking for. 877-420-TALK. 877-420-8255. Don't give me some weird thing. I don't want anything weird. That might disqualify a lot of you. I don't want weird he's bringing Terrell Owens or anything else like that. It, nothing ludicrous. That's what I'm looking for. Straight up Serious, what do you think? Nothing too, too ludicrous unless it's super funny, and then we'll consider it. Other than that, the phone line is open for you at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More on the way. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Hey, if you like listening to the show and sometimes you can't catch it live, I got a great place for you to go. All you have to do is download our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts and all the other cool places you get podcasts. So if you've got time to listen to the show after the show's on the air, all you have to do is go to the podcast page. Just go to our website. You can listen to the player right there at WRVC.com, or you can subscribe to us on one of the many podcast services. Apple Podcasts, of course, the biggest, and also you can find us on Stitcher Radio. We're on TuneIn. But uh, if you've got an iPhone, go to Apple Podcasts. And uh, we're also on the, uh, I believe, on the Google Play Music Store, so you can catch us there as well. So if you have a hard time finding it, I'll tell you where you can go. I'll find a podcast app for you. But... All you have to do is start at WRVC.com, listen to it there, or, of course, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcast. Now, Conference USA Media Days, East Division probably drawing the most attention because the lane train. Lane Kiffin is the Conference USA rock star right now. And the good news is that's not going to stop. The bad news is that's not going to stop. And everybody else has got to catch up. It's sort of like, you know, when Marshall got into the Mid-American Conference and all of a sudden the big dog was in town and everybody had to adjust to that. And there was that period in which Conference USA, uh, we thought when Marshall went in, uh, Marshall could come in and, and win. Not so easy. But there was that time in the MAC where Marshall came in and they just didn't know what was going to hit them. That was Marshall's glory days. Marshall came in and just owned the MAC almost instantly. That didn't happen so much in Conference USA. But Marshall's built the program up to a point now that they're going to compete every year in that East Division. But Lane Kiffin comes in, and he's sort of like that Marshall team that jumped into the MAC, just owning the conference. It's his. It's his plaything right now. It's his world. And so that brings a lot of attention because you've got a guy who was at Tennessee. You've got a guy who was at USC. You've got a guy who was at the Oakland Raiders. And so now... He's coming in. I think he's a better coach now than he was. His time in Alabama has helped him as well, but he's still the personality, but I think he's a better overall package. He's not just the offensive guru. He's letting some of that go. He's not necessarily calling all the offensive plays. He's got his hands on everything. He's running the organization now. He's treating it like it's an organization. At the same time, though, he realizes that it's hard work, you come in, you take this team to the top of Conference USA. Now it's going to be even harder to stay there. And he was the most popular guy 
I'm not surprised. Today, the media, the media that were in attendance, he was the most popular guy there. I mean, here's a guy with a 10-game winning streak, Conference USA title, gets a bowl game as well. He's on top of the league. Everyone's paying attention to him. He's getting some national attention. Florida Atlantic's hoping that somebody thinks them worthy of a top 25 vote. You get enough teams uh, that um, fall into that area where, all right, I got to pick for somebody. Um, Florida Atlantic, I, okay, I think they're 25 worthy. You get some of those teams where they're just floating at the bottom, and maybe Florida Atlantic can get into that range where you know you're thinking about them. I think that's what they're shooting for this year to get into that top 25. But Lane Kiffin was telling everyone who was asking today that um, here's what he's telling his team is reminding them it's going to get harder, he said, because everyone's studying and everybody's trying to figure out how to stop you. He also said it's hard to get to the top, but it's really hard to stay there. Completely understand. Now, Merton Hanks was on hand today. He's Conference USA's associate commissioner. Here's a guy with a, a nice uh, nice pedigree. He's got credentials. Former Super Bowl winning cornerback with the 49ers. Played with Bill Walsh. He's got some pedigree. He's got some credentials. He knows football. He's been at the top of the big level. And he's even impressed with Lane Kiffin. He said that they brought a tremendous amount of attention to Conference USA talking about Lane Kiffin and FAU. He said the guy is an absolute genius at scheming offense. He's proven that over and over. He was able to generate a buzz. It's really amazing what they've been able to do. And that's right. FAU and Lane Kiffin has brought a buzz, not only to FAU, which needed a lot of help. They needed a buzz, and they've got it now. I'm sure there are people actually excited for FAU football. Now they've got people excited who not necessarily – FAU fans, but just like college football, follow college football, there's a buzz. Conference USA is getting a little bit more play. Now, I'm not going to say Lane Kiffin's the savior, Conference USA, but he's the guy right now. He's sitting on top. He's sitting on top. Uh, They asked uh, media, they asked uh, Skip Holtz some questions about it. Skip Holtz... um, was kind of curious to he he's he's in that like I want to see how they follow that up. That was sort of his attitude, and he said that this year everybody will be shooting for them. That's the team to beat. Anytime you win the conference, you're the team that everyone's shooting for the following year. It's different when you have the target on your chest, so it'll be interesting. He did a good job last year. You can't take away from the job that he did. Well, yeah, that is the most obvious statement I've heard. From this, you can't take away. FAU, we're going to see what they're all about, though. They have got the season opener at Oklahoma. And they're going to play their home opener against Air Force. So we're going to see right off the bat what the lane train has. If Oklahoma is a game in which Skip Holtz would circle and say, I I want to see what this is all about, you should circle it as well. Because if Kiffin goes in... And is, this isn't a moral thing, but if he's in there and he's hanging with Oklahoma, watch out Conference USA. I'd say watch out anyway, Conference USA, but that's going to be a real early test. I, I want to watch that game.
I'm probably going to be watching that while I'm uh, watching the Marshall game as well. That's going to do it for this edition. Not here tomorrow. Not here on Friday. Uh, we've got locally on uh, the radio station, we've got Little League Baseball. For those of you who listen to the podcast, uh, we won't have a podcast on Friday. Back on Monday, hopefully. For Gabriel Sellers, our producer on Pulse One. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.